0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1
1: pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up
2: there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeouts the- for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for in the, the strike three called on the outside corner and there it is.
3: It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast.
2: Kyle Seeger! That just happened! Thank you very
3: much!
0: Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being back. Boy, a lot has happened since we last talked, so this one is jammed full. A lot of baseball to talk about. The Mariners swept aside the Oakland A's since we last chatted. They had won five ball games in a row. Great road trip, 7 and 3 on the trip. They come home, they lose game 1 to the Texas Rangers. So, here's what we're going to do. We'll quickly review some of the goings-ons, uh, hit some of the biggies over the weekend against the Oakland A's. So, we'll have some of those highlights uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Bullpen banter on its way. Charlie Furbush not on the trip. So Rick Griffin is with John Hicks. So that's a good one. Kevin Martinez is going to be by to talk about this homestand that has already begun a long, long homestand. We will hear from the pride of Kennewick. Sean O'Malley, who has burst onto the scene, he's taken Major League Baseball by storm. What a young career he has had so far in a Mariners uniform. We'll hear from him coming up. That's uh, It's a fun conversation. Also, the week that was, that will catch up on some of the big goings-on from last week. I think uh, a couple parts you'll find pretty funny, too. So, all that is coming up. Now, let's turn back the clock a little bit to last Friday. The Mariners taking on the Oakland A's in Game 1 of a three-game series. And what has become really a trend, a big offensive trend for the Mariners since the All-Star break, it continued in that ballgame.
2: Swing and a fly ball down the left field line. Ladendorf on the run, reaches out, and he can't get to it. It gets on by all the way to the wall. Trumbull will score. Logan Morrison rounding third. He'll score the throw in, cut off by Simeon. Brad Miller in its second base with a two-run double. And the Mariners have taken over the lead, 7-5 to five here in the top half of the third.
0: I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit a few days. Is Brad Miller a big hit there against the A's? But Miller now currently is sitting here with an eight-game hitting streak. He is really swinging a hot stick, batting 400 during that time period. But something I've been pointing out about Brad Miller that I, th- I feel like has gone unnoticed, maybe I'm wrong but he has put together a nice, long stretch of solid, consistent baseball. You go back to June 3rd now, 75 games, that's a nice, long stretch. He's batting 274 during that time with a 340 on-base percentage. He has been solid with the stick for a while, but uh, came up with a big hit there on Friday against the A's, and Kyle Seeger is just scorching Launched one.
2: Here's a swing and a fly ball deep to right field. This one is going and going. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with a two-run home run here in the ninth inning. The Mariners looking for some insurance, and they get it from Kyle. It's now the Mariners' 11 and the A's 8 for Kyle Seager, his 22nd home run of the year.
0: Again, skipping forward to now. Kyle Seager, a 10-game hitting streak and batting nearly 500 during that stretch. He is in one of those Seager zones right now, and he had a big home run on Friday against the A's. That game also saw a Major League debut. Next offer is swing
2: and a miss. He strikes out Marcus Simeon. Welcome to the big leagues, Tony Zick. He strikes out Simeon on three pitches holy smokes how about that you got to take that ball out of the game don't you he strikes out simi in his first major league strikeout and look at that they will take the ball out of the game way to go kid
0: yeah that was fantastic tony Zeku has opened some eyes here in just a couple of appearances and we've talked about the bullpen so much here uh, this season There will be jobs certainly to be had uh, coming in spring training and coming into next season. And this is an opportunity for Tony Zick to really open some eyes, and he has so far. So I'm anxious to watch him in the final month of the season with his opportunities. So the Mariners win game one of the series. They put 11 runs on the board, and they win 11-8. Felix Hernandez coming off a nice long layoff pitch Saturday and he was sharp.
2: Here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss by Canna for strike three. Felix Hernandez with his ninth strikeout of the ball game, and that's it for the Oakland A's here in the bottom of the eighth. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. The King outstanding tonight here in Oakland.
0: Went eight in that one and was great, and he just continues to torture the Oakland A's. He, since the A's moved to Oakland in 1968, there's only one big league pitcher with more wins than Felix Hernandez against that franchise. Frank Tanana, who started nearly twice as many games as Felix against them, but he's got one more win than Felix. Felix just has the A's number. He's got 11 wins in that ballpark. That's all, that's more than, Everyone on the A staff, which is currently at 17 guys, but two, Sonny Gray and Chavez, who Felix faced on Saturday. But a team he has dominated through the years, and he did once again. And the Mariners get a big one on Saturday as they had some big hits again. Logan Morrison providing some punch.
2: Here's a swing and a high fly ball deep to straightaway right field. Pretty going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Logan Morrison. With his 16th home run of the year, a two-run shot, Mariners now lead 5 to nothing here in the top of the third, and for Morrison, his third home run in his last four games. Three RBIs for Morrison, and it's only the top of the third.
0: Yeah, we'll get to Sean O'Malley here in a second. We'll hear from him in a second, but it was a big day for him as well.
2: Next pitch, swung on, well hit. Deep to right center field, Jason Pretty going to the track to the wall. Looks up, goodbye, baseball. How about that, Sean O'Malley with his first home run as a Seattle Mariner, leading off the top half of the fourth inning.
0: Very impressive. He has had a great start. How about an 800 on base percentage so far in his first four ball games? What a 700 batting average that is it's been fun to watch what he has done in just a handful of games as a Seattle Mariner and the Mariners take game 2 of the series so Mariners up 2 nothing they win 8 to 3 on friday sunday different story offense not there as it was the first two ball games but the pitching certainly was
3: the wind the pitch vote swings and he slices right through it As Iwakuma comes in with the splitter and vote is down on three pitches and Iwakuma gets out of a bit of a minor jam as he had Billy Burns right behind him at second base.
0: And then the bullpen doing a lot of heavy lifting in this one and a one run ball game. Had a few jams to get out of in the 7th and the 8th, and then Tom Wilhelmsen gets it done in the ninth. And the 2-2 on the way, swinging a
2: line drive into left center field. Smith is there. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. The Mariners hang on and win it 3-2 over the Oakland A's. They sweep aside the A's in this three-game series. The Mariners have won five in a row, nine of their last 12, and they finish out the road trip with a record. Of seven and three.
0: Five out save for Tom Wilhelmsen. Second time he had done that in four days. He's been pitching a lot, but rolling. I mean, he is in a groove and solidifying the back end of the bullpen for the Mariners, but he's pitching great baseball. Carson Smith, too, he was unavailable that day, so Wilhelmsen had to go some extra to get it done, but he did, and the Mariners. They win three to two against the A's on Sunday, so they sweep aside the A's. At that point, undefeated in September, a perfect five and zero, had won five games in a row after taking two of three from the Houston Astros. So coming home with big momentum, but it was the Texas Rangers who squashed that momentum. Mariners didn't score against Gallardo and the bullpen, and Adrian Beltre provided the big blow for the Rangers.
3: No score. And the payoff pitch to Beltre. He swings and slaps it into right field. It drops in there for a base hit. DeShield scores right behind him. Here comes two. The throw home. It deflects off the glove of Lomo. And it's fielded by Hicks about a third of the way up the line to first base. As the Rangers are on the board, it's a two-run, two-strike base hit to right field off the bat of Beltre. And the Rangers lead the Mariners 2 to nothing here at the top of the sixth.
0: And they'd win that game 3 nothing over the M's. So the five-game winning streak is snapped. The Mariners will try and get even in this series tonight. And this is going to be a fun matchup. Cole Hamels against Taiwan Walker. 7-10 first pitch from Safeco Field. This is going to be a fun one. And I'm really looking forward to the day game, too, on Thursday. Felix Hernandez against Derek Holland. We'll talk about that more in the podcast tomorrow. But... Mariners and the Texas Rangers from Safeco Field tonight. Mariners will try and get that momentum going once again. But I alluded to the offense a moment ago. Even with the shutout last night, the Mariners' 237 runs scored since the All-Star break. That's seventh most in the major leagues. Batting 270 as a team, that's fifth most in the big leagues. 332 on base percentage, that's fifth highest. 463 slugging, second highest, OPS of uh, 796, that's third highest. They've swatted 73 homers, second most, 100 doubles, fourth most, 160 walks, seventh most. They've also swiped a few more bags, 27 steals since the All-Star break, that's 13th most. So, a nice long sample set since the All-Star break, and they've really picked it up offensively. We'll see if they can get it going again against Cole Hamels. Easier said than done, but they've already faced him twice since coming over from the Texas Rangers. faced For him, it was back-to-back starts. They did get him in one of them, so we'll see if they can manage to repeat that. Again, taking on the Texas Rangers. Right now, let's hear from Sean O'Malley. He's really burst onto the scene. He's been fantastic. Shannon Dreher, a chance to uh, catch up with the Mariners outfielder.
4: Sean O'Malley and Sean, I think we all enjoyed your Mariner debut. I'm not sure everybody understands. That wasn't your big league debut. Mm -hmm. You had that a year ago, and you were just telling me very similar circumstances. This trip is very familiar to you.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, I got called up last year, and we went to Houston, and then right after Houston, we came to Oakland. So, you know, everything looks uh, really familiar, and it's bringing back some old memories.
4: <laughs> I'm going to imagine you must have heard from just half of the Tri-Cities after that debut.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, it was awesome. Uh, a lot of family and friends, you know, congratulating me and seeing how proud they are. And, you know, that's that's probably the most important thing that, you know, I'm, I'm glad I made uh, everybody back home proud.
4: They've got a nice little baseball scene there. I lived there for a couple of years, and I remember that. It's, it's a big part of that community.
1: Oh, yeah, baseball's huge down there. People don't think of, you know, think of, Kennewick and drive through it, just like, what's this place? But, you know, they produce a lot of good baseball and uh, uh, a lot of good teams.
4: What's your best memory from growing up there playing baseball?
1: Uh, Probably my high school days, all my buddies on the team, summer league. Tim Sanders was uh, my high school coach, and, you know, he was a blast to have around, and he always let us have fun, and just playing and having fun as a little kid is great.
4: What was it like to find out, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the Mariners, I'm going to the team I grew up watching?
1: Oh, it was amazing. You know, you think about it and dream about it since you are a little kid, and it sounds so cliche, but... You know it's true, and then once it happens, it's like, okay, now I got to work to get actually get to the Mariners. You know, I started in AAA, but uh, you know the fact that I'm here and I'm wearing a Seattle Mariners uniform is, is really surreal.
4: One of the things we've seen throughout the year is it seemed like there were some pretty phenomenal hitting numbers down in Tacoma. What's what's being taught down there? Is there a general approach that?
1: Uh, you know, just be aggressive, but be aggressive, be aggressive early, but be smart. You know, if you're swinging at strikes and getting getting outs, that's that's okay, as long as you're putting good swings on the ball and, you know, don't be chasing pitches if you're going to be aggressive. So uh, I think that has a lot to do with it.
4: I understood Edgar spent some time down there earlier in the season. How much of a chance did you get to work with him before you got here?
1: You know, I was kind of, uh, you know, I got. I think he was probably there for three days, four days, you know, in a little series. And, you know, he actually took away one of the drills that he taught me, and I applied it to my routine. And, You know, right after that, I started to get locked in. So, you know, it was definitely a a big help to (laughs) getting me rolling.
4: There were some ups and downs. I mean, from what I understand, you almost got up earlier in the season. There was a little bit of an injury. How did you kind of fight through that and to know that you were that close?
1: You know, when you first hear it, it's like, you know, depressing kind of at first. But at the same time, it was a blessing in disguise, I think. I could have sat around and moped and complained. But I just try to work my butt off to get back and, you know, by the grace of God, he, he put me back here, so you know I'm very blessed.
4: And the first thing they do is they put you in center field, and the toughest center field to play. And you look like a natural out there. How much have you played out
1: there? Uh, it's been sporadic this year. You know, right before uh, I got the call to come back or come back here, uh, Pat had put me out there for you know four or five days. And then during my injury, I got to work with Ruggiano and Snyder, and they helped me out in the outfield. So I was actually really really comfortable.
4: Did you play there at all in high school or anything? like that? No, it? never. This, was, is it, yeah,
1: sure. this is it. Yeah, uh, this is it. Last year, I think I played one game and uh like spring training there and then yeah so this year's been the the first go around
4: it's great to see at the plate too and it looked like just um you know take what's given go the other way quite a bit for you
1: yeah I mean just hit us where it's pitch I mean it's that simple sometimes (laughs) yeah sometimes we make it a little hard on ourselves but you know my approach is just see the ball and hit it right now
4: well it was great yesterday too because they you know they've got a great bullpen you got the starter out early you got to see a lot in your at-bats yesterday
1: oh yeah yeah it was it was good I mean I got to see some righties. I got, got to hit from the left and right side. I got to walk. You know, it was just, it was good. Okay, I got some pitches I could handle and put them in play and uh, could help the team out.
4: All right, well, it was a great start. What do you want to show the rest of the way? What's the impression you want to leave here?
1: Uh, you know, that I, I just, I play hard and I'm fun to watch and uh, hopefully help this still win a lot of games.
4: I did just that yesterday. It was great to see. Thank you, Sean.
1: Thank you.
0: And now it's bullpen banter time. Here's head trainer Rick Griffin. It's
5: bullpen banner time. Here we are, Rick Griffin filling in once again for Charlie Furbush, who is recovering nicely back in Seattle and will be doing the show next week when we return. Uh, my guest today is John Hicks, uh, recently called up from AAA, uh, first time up here in the big leagues. When I first met you, when you are having your physical first time to big league camp, I told you that you remind me of Dan Wilson, even though I had never met you before just the way you walked the way you carried yourself and now i've noticed that you're wearing dan wilson's number so i'm kind of curious how did you decide to wear dan wilson's number
6: that's quite a compliment to be compared to dan i would like to be able to say that you know dan was my favorite player growing up and i chose that number because of that but actually i went to the fall league last offseason got a call from styles asked me what number i would like to wear He listed off a few that were available. I think it was six and nine were the only smaller numbers, and I've always been a fan of wearing just one number on my jersey. So I chose six, and then uh, when I got added to the roster, he once again asked me what number I would like, and so I chose six. But uh, I've gotten that comparison to Dan a lot as I've come up through the Mariners organization, and now getting to work with him as the catching coordinator has been pretty cool. Yeah, he's a great
5: guy, and if you're getting compared to him, that's a really, really good compliment. One of the things that I've always enjoyed doing is studying history, and I noticed that you're from Richmond, Virginia, which is a hotbed of uh, the Civil War activity and a lot of Civil War history, and I've always wanted to go there. So if I decided to call you up one day and come back to Richmond, where would you take me and what would you show me that had something to do with uh, Civil War history?
6: You don't know anything? You live there? (laughs) Uh, I actually, I I live in Goochland, Virginia, which is about 25 minutes from Richmond. And most people have never heard of Goochland. The only person to ever, only other athlete to come out of Goochland is Justin Verlander. I would say we probably have to go to Appomattox or somewhere in northern Virginia to some of the battlefields and things like that. That would be great.
5: I would love to do that. I might hit you up on that someday. (laughs) You have to be very careful when you uh, answer this question because you do not want to offend the fan base and get booed when you get back to Seattle. But I understand that you played baseball with Russell Wilson when you were in high school. Let us know here with our listening audience, what kind of a baseball player was he in high school? We know that he played minor league baseball, but when you played with him, uh, give us a little scouting report.
6: Uh, I first played with him, uh, I think we were 12 and 13 around that age, maybe a, a little older, and surprising to most people, Russell was actually the biggest kid out there. He was taller than everyone, he was bigger, he, he had matured quicker than everyone else. He was unbelievable. He, I mean, he was 13, 14 years old or whatever, and he was throwing, you know, mid-80s off the mound, and he was a really good athlete, so he could put him on the field anywhere. He, he caught a little bit, he pitched, he played the infield. He, he did a really nice job.
5: Would you say all those things nicely like that if he was playing for the Chicago Bears, and he wasn't playing in Seattle?
6: I would. yeah, he uh, he was a great person. we were we were good friends and uh, we uh, we had a lot of fun playing together. Have
5: you had a chance to talk to him or see him uh, since you've been up in the Seattle area?
6: I have not. Uh, no, uh, he's busy getting ready for football season, and this this will be my first time being up in Seattle, so hopefully we'll we'll get to reconnect while I'm up there.
5: Being a catcher, someone asked me what? What is the material made of that you wear in your protective cup? Is it made of fiberglass or plastic or tin or balsa wood? Uh, the, The listening audience would like to know what the cup that you wear is actually made of. I think you could probably
6: answer that one better than I could. I don't, I don't think I know exactly. All I know is that I'm thankful that I have it on it's a lot of games. So, And it works. It does work. It helps. It doesn't, it doesn't prevent any pain, but it helps uh, take away a little bit of it.
5: Now, another thing I heard today is someone told me to ask you to do this interview because they told me that you were probably one of the biggest eaters on the team and that you really like to crush the spread after the game and that getting a, a gift certificate uh, to go to a very nice steakhouse like Jack's that, that you'd obviously want to do this. Is that true that you, you're you a pretty good
6: eater? I can handle myself at the dinner table. Um, I, I grew up with two older brothers, so we kind of had to get after to get the food before everyone else ate it. So we... Uh, Learned how to eat. I learned how to eat decently quick, so I could get my my portions that I wanted. You know the spreads up here are pretty amazing, uh, especially compared to you know coming up to the minors. They get a little better at each level, but being up here, it's no comparison.
5: Pretty good food in Seattle, and then uh, you've been to a couple good cities, so they only get better. Wait till you go to New York next year. You you won't believe the food there.
6: I've heard that's that is uh, the big leagues when it comes to spread for yeah. sure. Yeah, you'll like that.
5: <laughs> Last week we had Franklin Gutierrez on here and he told us in his earlier days his favorite TV show was The Kardashians. What, what is your favorite TV show and what was your favorite TV show growing up?
6: Growing up as a kid, uh, my favorite cartoon was always Tom and Jerry, and even though they didn't speak any words. I always enjoyed The Chase and, and as I've gotten older, I have a few shows that I really enjoy. Um, One show that I've seen every episode and most episodes multiple times is uh, How I Met Your Mother. It's a a show that I've always enjoyed. And one show that's uh, currently on air uh, that I really like is Game of Thrones.
5: Yeah, that seems to be a very popular uh, show in the clubhouse. Well, thank you very much, John, for coming on today. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to watching you play here. And I know you're making Dan Wilson proud because he speaks very highly of you. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that you brought that out there for the listening audience, that number six and and Dan Wilson, you guys are are somewhat connected. So thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And to tell you a little more about this long homestand, Aaron Goldsmith with Kevin Martinez.
5: We're joined
3: by... The great Kevin Martinez for the Mariners Marketing Department. Kevin, how you doing, bud? Doing great, Aaron. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. We, uh, we're all looking forward to coming home after a lengthy uh, road trip. And uh, this is going to be a good homestand for a lot of different reasons. Kevin, 10 games in 10 days. we got a lot coming up, don't we?
7: Yeah, a little bit of something for everyone. And, and uh, it kicks off tomorrow with a Labor Day matinee. And uh, nothing like just playing Playing baseball outdoors on a holiday afternoon, uh, 3.40 start time against the the Texas Rangers. And then uh, the next two games, two great ticket specials that uh, are are season-long specials, but uh, as we're winding down the uh, regular season, um, uh, last couple opportunities to get involved. Tuesday night, uh, BECU family night. That's a chance to bring the whole gang out to the game for uh, specially priced uh, view-level Tickets at a at a real low price, and then on Wednesday the Safeco Insurance GRANTS LAND Family Package, uh, another great family deal where uh, included in the price of your discounted ticket, uh, eight dollars credit good for discounts on hot dogs or custom soft drinks, and uh, so again two great opportunities uh, to bring the whole family out. And then on Thursday the series with the uh, Rangers concludes, and uh, another Mariner Matinee. It's a twelve forty start time. You mentioned just earlier with uh, Mike that that Derek Holland will be taking the mound against Felix Hernandez, and so the Kings court will be in in full effect. And I just checked the weather forecast before hopping on with you, and while it's a little cloudy and gray here today, forecast for Thursday afternoon, sunny, high of 77. So those afternoon, uh, those midweek afternoon games, Something magical always seems to happen at Safefield Field, so uh, that, that's going to be a great one with Holland against Felix, Kings Court. Um, definitely make plans to be on hand Thursday afternoon.
3: I think the official forecast is uh, sunshine and lollipops on that day, Kevin. Yeah. Is, yeah. that, is that correct?
7: <laughs> In, indeed. Our, our friends at the lookout landing would appreciate that, no doubt about I think,
3: it. I, I'm, I, I think that's what the extended forecast is, but we appreciate your, your advanced <laughs> uh, your, your advanced scatter report for us. That's going to be a great game. We, we, we can't wait for that one and to get home uh, as well hey you know Kevin kind of a sidebar uh, the other Kevin Kevin Kremen and I were listening to the Giants pregame show about a week ago after the Mariners game had ended we were driving home and uh, listening to it uh, separately and they did a segment on some of their favorite ballparks around baseball and the love that they gave to Safeco Field was incredible and this is a team obviously not in the american league but they did come to safeco this year in interleague play i'm sure as a guy kevin who takes so much pride in in our home ballpark uh, like we do it was a lot of fun to hear a team in the national league uh kind of riff for a few minutes about how much they love safeco field and that's something that we hear a lot from visiting broadcasters and uh, beat writers and certainly fans as well it was it was a lot of fun to hear
7: no, that's that's really nice of them to say, and I you know I think everybody from the the, the entire organization to our fans um, to the entire region take a lot of pride in in Safeco Field and uh, and trying to make it one of the premier ballparks in baseball. And you know since it opened back in uh, on July fifteenth of nineteen ninety nine, we've tried to continue to maintain it and uh, elevate the experience. Uh, from the moment you walk in the ballpark and uh, it's, it's something we're committed to and it's it's really nice when you hear those comments uh, coming from people involved in the game who get around to the other right. 29 ballparks so that's pretty special. All
6: right, well, if,
3: if you don't mind, let's look ahead to the final homestand briefly because it's a big night every year. This will be on Friday, October 2nd and it's worth kind of circling the uh, the ICAL for. A fan Appreciation mm-hmm. Night, which is always a big hit, isn't it?
7: Yeah, it's, it's It's really one of my favorite nights of the year, and um, uh, the the prize giveaways happen from, again, the moment you walk in the ballpark all game long, and we've got a great lineup of prizes. Of course, we have the traditional uh, player autograph jerseys, but we've got Alaska Airlines round trip uh, tickets. We've got Holland America Cruises. We're giving away an iPad every inning uh, thanks to T-Mobile, and then we just added, thanks to Seattle City Light, a post-game fireworks show, and I know you, Aaron, are a big fan of the fireworks shows. And uh, maybe we can Huge give away a prize to somebody to uh, watch the fireworks show with you, you know, side by side. Oh, that'd I mean, that would be <laughs> fantastic.
3: If, if that went for open auction, Kev, I don't, I mean, we, we could. There, you could build a suite based on the amount of money you would get for that. I need another new ballpark. I don't
7: know.
3: <laughs> well, Kevin, it's always a treat to catch up with you. Thanks for taking some time on this Sunday morning. We cannot wait to get home. It'll be a fantastic homestand. Thank you so much.
0: And finally, so you don't miss anything, the week that was. This is the week
4: that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine.
2: Here's a swing and a high fly ball. Deep to left field. Going back. Rasmus near the wall. Looks up. Goodbye baseball. Over the tall wall in straightaway left field here at Minute Maid Park and Franklin Gutierrez starts off September like he ended August a home run is 11th of the year the 2 0 swing and a well hit ball deep to right field going going goodbye baseball Logan Morrison with a pinch hit two out two run home run into the lower deck a line shot home run is 14th of the season and the Mariners regain the lead Seven to five here in the top of the eighth. And that baby was shot out of a cannon. Holy smokes.
6: Yeah, Edgar's been great for us. Um, You know, more than anything, just encouraging us. uh, Shoot, I have a new swing. He's been trying to get me to do this for like a month now. And I guess I should have listened to him. But, uh, you know, he is a a future Hall of Famer, hopefully. So I don't know what I was thinking.
2: He delivers. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to left field. Tucker going back to the one he tracked to the wall goodbye baseball right over the top of the tall wall into the left field seats a three run opposite field home run for Logan Morrison Holy smokes the Mariners tack on three more. Here in the top of the ninth and now lead the Astros 8-3.
4: Repeat after me. I will listen to Edgar.
2: Yeah, I will listen to Edgar. It's the pitch to Morrison. Curb swing and a line drive down the right field line. A fair ball in toward the corner. Romero will score. Cano running third. He'll score. Around third goes Mark Trumbo. And in its second, Logan Morrison with a one-out, two-run double. And the Mariners have just tied this game at 5-5 five to five here on the top of the third. Holy smokes, Logan Morrison.
4: Repeat after me. I will listen to Edgar.
2: Yeah, I will listen to Edgar. Here's a swing and a high fly ball deep to straightaway right field. Pretty going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball, Logan Morrison. With his 16th home run of the year, a two-run shot. The pitch on the way, swinging a line drive into right field. That's going to drop in a base hit. Morrison will score, and the Mariners have the lead 4-3. to What a night for Sean O'Malley. The kid out of Kennewick with his third base hit. His second run batted in. Next pitch swung on, well hit. Deep to right center field, Jason Prinney going to the track, to the wall, looks up, goodbye baseball. How about that? Sean O'Malley with his first home run as a
1: Seattle Mariner leading off the top half of the fourth inning. Think about it, dream about it since you're a little kid. and It sounds so cliche, but, you know, it's true. And then once it happens, it's like, okay, now I got to work to get, actually get to the Mariners. You know, it started in AAA, but, uh, you know, the fact that I'm here and I'm wearing a Seattle Mariners uniform is, is really surreal.
2: Next offer is swing and a miss. He strikes out Marcus Simeon. Welcome to the big leagues, Tony Zick. He strikes out Simeon on three pitches. Holy smokes, how about that? You got to take that ball out of the game, don't you? He strikes out Simi in his first major league strikeout, and look at that. They will take the ball out of the game. Way to go, kid. Here's Stephen Romero with a swing and a high fly ball deep into the gap in right center field. Going and going. Goodbye, baseball. Romero with a home run. A two-run drive the other way into right center field, and the Mariners add on. It's now the Mariners' 9 And the A's, five here in the top of the fourth inning. Here's a swing and a fly ball deep to right field. This one is going and going. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with a two-run home run here in the ninth inning. The Mariners looking for some insurance, and they get it from Kyle. It's now the Mariners 11 and the A's 8 for Kyle Seeger, his 22nd home run of the year. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss by Canna for strike three. Felix Hernandez with his ninth strikeout of the ballgame, and that's it for the Oakland A's. Here in the bottom of the eighth, no runs, no hits, no errors. And nobody left on the King outstanding tonight here in Oakland. And again, the 0-2 to Steven Vogt is a swing and a fly ball into shallow left field. Marte going out. He's there toward the line and makes the catch. And the ball game is over. The Mariners won it tonight 8-3 over the Oakland Athletics. And the Mariners have now won four in a row. And Felix Hernandez will pick up his 16th win of the season his second highest win total in his major league career he won 19 games back in 2009.